0: Hey there Skips and Skipperettes from all the corners of internet land, and welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. This episode has a lot of firsts for us. We have our youngest ex-Skip ever, although once a skip, always a skip in my opinion. Uh, He's also most recently split from the company of everyone that we've sat down with, so we get a little bit of a perspective of what things have been like more recently than we have in the past. It's some interesting discussion, and we went long enough that we're going to split this one up into two parts. That's the other little announcement for Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, We finally have enough episodes in the can and enough other interviews ready to be recorded that we're going to go weekly from this point forward. Yay! Uh, Every Friday morning we'll be bringing you a new episode for at least the next month and a half. And I think we can keep it weekly from here on out uh, with the aid of our new Skype recording technology. So here's the two things. Uh, First of all, if you were a Jungle Cruise skipper or you know a Jungle Cruise skipper from Orlando or from Anaheim or Hong Kong as far as I'm concerned, or anyone involved with the Adventurers Club, Club, please shoot me an email at junglecruise, that's C-R-E-W-S, at gmail.com. Now we keep expanding our base of skips and stories, and we love hearing about your time at the magical place that I used to call work. Secondly, and I don't do this often, uh, please tell your friends about the Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast. We're at a point where we can start doing some really cool things, but we need to expand our reach a little bit. And we think that we put out an entertaining and quality podcast, and we want to reach even more people. So pass us around to your friends, and I'll send you a shiny nickel for each one you sign up. It's like a newspaper route not really. I'm not going to send anyone a nickel, so don't. But but please, sign up your friends. Uh, as a bonus, we're getting ramped up to record some new Jungle Cruise radio plays, too. So Skipper Gary London will be back by the start of the summer. And for right now, here's Skipper Jonathan Rushing and Season 2, Episode 14, Part 1 of the $55 Podcast. you're a math teacher, that's true. So um, unique New York, that works too. <laughs> so, um, so I got to say, Jonathan, you are—you—you—you you, you have a record here, besides being the youngest skipper that we've had on the show. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Uh, I'm assuming based upon. I'm 24. 24. Yeah, you're by far the youngest. I'm you're, the, you're the most recent skipper. Most uh, recent hire. Ex
1: skipper, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you're the most—most oh. most recently has worked at the park. Um. And you're the only person who's gotten me up before noon. I'm sorry, man. There are there are women with you know <laughs> really hot Casabas. sorry. Man. Who could not get me up this early in the morning? So, so it worked
1: out perfectly because like you hit me up. Hey, what's me at this time? Sweet. I literally work down the street.
0: Yeah. No. It's great. That's yeah, you. Uh, we you work. I live. It's a very stalker relationship. I, I, I'm sorry, I
1: don't work in normal hours.
0: No, it's all bueno. So, um, welcome everyone, Tales from the Jungle Cruise, uh, Season 2, Episode 14. I'm sitting here talking with my man, Jonathan Rushing. Uh, we actually have met before we met on the dock at one point. We, we did, it was a wonderful, I, magical experience. I came by, and uh, I also got to meet uh, Bennett that day. That's right. Lasseter that day, so that was kind of fun. That's Bennett, a cool dude. I would love to get him on the show. So that's, he's on my, like... People, I have his Facebook oh, he, info. He, so
1: he has stories. Yeah, I, Bennett was a really cool. Dude. You know what's funny is that I worked with Bennett for like a good like six months to eight months before I even realized who he was. Yeah. Well, I think that was the whole thing. Didn't he?
0: Didn't he? Do he was, a different last name. On oh the, no, he
1: was the same last name, but yeah. he, he totally kept it on the down low. Like he didn't talk about yeah. it. No, he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy to have an ego. And, and what I respect about Bennett a lot is that he doesn't. You, ride on his dad's oh, yeah, coattails. Yeah. Like, he wants to make his own name yeah. for himself.
0: You know, the, the thing that I found, by the way, um, let's see, uh, episode, actually 30, 31 in the grand scheme of things, but episode 13. Um, let me make sure I put all the, what we are. I You know, I'm really sloppy with that whole opening thing. I just figure if someone's clicking on the podcast button on Stitcher or, or Podbean or yeah. iTunes, yeah. they know what they're getting into. I don't need to do much, much intro to it. You've been warned. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, um, you know, there's been other people who've worked at Jungle who have ties to people and all that, but I, I don't know. He's just, I, I had, uh, his dad on the boat, John Lasseter on a boat. Very cool. And it was one of the kind of big memory, you know, it's one of the things I, I left the ride with a great, you know, kind of tone for, Uh huh. Um, cause we went out and it was, it was John and a couple of other studio big wigs. And I think we boat was probably half full by the time, you know, all the hangers on jump on the boat and the couple of skippers who want to sneak in because it's, you know, exciting. You, know, you know how that is. Exactly. And so we went out and we took a trip, and I did my totally OG to the letter spiel <laughs> because I was not going to screw that <laughs> son of a bitch up. I mean, I, I was breathing Disney, you know, Approved
1: breath.
0: <laughs> and we get out, we do the entire the entire trip, and Lasseter's uh, enjoying it. And uh, this was early morning off-season, so it was not a big line. Mm-hmm. So we get back around, he's like, all right, you want to take another trip with the good jokes? Nice. So John Lasseter's the Lennon. man. So I went out, and I gave him my, my $2 spiel rather than my $0.25 cent spiel. The PG-13. So um, I, he approved my... Uh, I don't even remember the joke anymore, but I had a Cincinnati Bengals joke at the <laughs> Bengals Tigers.
1: <laughs> I have a foreign appreciation, for and that. I,
0: I can't. Rem- I, God, I can't even rem- remember the joke, but no, it, it went over well. So, so how long have you been gone from the resort now? I left the company. I left. I left
1: uh, in August of last year, 2012. Because yeah, you got a big fancy-paying television. Gig. I did. I got, recently got hired at NFL Network. I've been working there as a production assistant on their morning show, NFL I've Been doing that for about. I got hired in July, and I actually, there was like a month period where I was doing Disney and this, because like, this NFL gig just kind of fell into my lap, Yeah. so it's like I really planned on it, and I was just very, very lucky and blessed to land this job right out of college, and I tr- I was trying to ideally to work both, because I did enjoy the perks of Disney, I enjoyed yeah. going to Florida for half off, and getting in the park for free, and and, but then, like, and, obviously, and, and of course, the Disney dating pool.
0: is Oh, know, exactly, Disney at, high school. At your age, that's that's fantastic. Exactly. At my age, that's you know, you <laughs> kids get off my lawn. What is it? No, I. So when I when I was there, because I left in 08 but when I when I was there, it was uh, I started in 2001, so I was 30 when I went back, which is just old enough to date, but not old enough to get invited to any good parties. You're, you're,
1: you're on the borderline of creepiness. Then. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it was it was right in that range where I, you know, not quite cast members asking me to buy them beer, but it wasn't far away from that. So yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the fun things about Disney was I was, I was there seven years. So it was a pretty wide range of... You, you got me beat by a mile, dude. You were there, what, two years? I was there for
1: four years. Four I, years. I actually hired in in 2008. I hired in um, yeah, late, were... late May of 2008 and
0: left of June, or July Cause, of 2012. Because we did have crossover, but I was in Indy. Because um, I left in... Uh, no, no, hold Yeah, I left late. I left December-ish. Yeah, we had to have had some crossover in there because I was there late in that year, so good about a, about like six months. Yeah, but like I, said, I was over at Indy so damn much. Um, what other rides did you know?
1: I did uh, Indiana Jones after a year of doing the jungle, and I did Tiki Room, and then uh, about the last like um, last year before I left, they tried to teach me main street vehicles i didn't go so that didn't that, that did not go well. well i don't
0: drive stick so that, that was eliminated. i didn't know
1: how to drive stick and so like yeah the, that eliminated that the, the no I, the fact was i was i asked for like steam trains or opera house i did not want vehicles i never asked for it it just somehow ended up my schedule i'm like you guys know i don't know how to drive stick right and they go oh, we'll teach you we'll teach you so i got to learn how to drive stick yeah. on
0: those old behemoths backstage well, you know the the well the positive on yeah I, those things have got to have the worst transmissions ever because mm-hmm. you know that they're getting ground to dust by people who don't know how to drive sticks like me for instance like I didn't make like
1: I made it to the third day of training like I was driving on the street with guests and my my trainer as I'm driving down Main Street I have guests in the fire truck and she's oh by the way if you hit anyone you're fired on the spot and so I start sweating buckets yeah. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. And she's like, you seem nervous. And I'm like, no shit, I seem nervous.
0: <laughs> Wait, now what, happen- what happens if I kill them?
1: <laughs> exactly. So- and like, I sat, because I, I, I lived in Chino. I lived in the Land Empire. I, I dry, it takes me an hour to get to work every day. The last, I sit in traffic to get to work. The last thing I want to do is sit in traffic while yeah. I'm at work.
0: Well, I, I, although generally they do put, you know, people with good personalities and because there's very little turnover on Main Street vehicles, Mm -hmm. Um, there's, it's a really small pool of people who have attraction knowledge on it. So for that very reason, because you've got to do it on a regular basis to have a feel for it and keep up the the technical skills and the, you know, because you've got to, you know, have people yabbing in your ear while you're trying not to run over Timmy. Exactly I feel sorry for Timmy It's always freaking Timmy And
1: Timmy's the one that usually Makes eye contact uh, Makes yeah. eye contact with you Plays chicken with you
0: Yeah Yeah I, I can't even imagine if you have people on, on Main Street You know standing in your way Just to fuck with oh, you Oh
1: yeah Like I was I only I See I only did this for three days And it got to the point where like My trainer didn't Didn't even give me I didn't even get a PA Yeah And like I made it to day three of the training And like the leads of trainers Rode my boat Oh my boat My boat My my Like omnibus car yeah They rode it and they were like Alright I think he's good and I nailed the Omnibus spiel. The Omnibus, ironically, was the easiest thing to drive because it has power steering its a V6 engine. That was the easiest car to drive. And, like, the spieling was a piece of cake from the Jungle experience.
0: So, you know, I wonder, and we've, I, just to hypothesize, not that either of us are the expert, but I wonder which attraction has the biggest washout rate of any attraction. Because I wonder which one... People just don't get through as much. I know. I know. Space has a really, really high attrition rate mm-hmm. because of that, because it's such a high pressure attraction.
1: Seems like Thunder is too.
0: Yeah, Thunder. Is, any of the any of the things where you can have a cascading uh, ride stop, uh, where you're you know basically you have multiple ride vehicles in motion at a time, and it stops them at different parts during the ride. In case you didn't know what cascading ride stop meant, exactly. Um, I actually washed out of uh, Screamin', California Screamin'. Did you break it? Uh, I didn't even start training. <laughs> because what they did at the start, because I opened DCA, I opened Maliboomer and Orange Stinger. Both attractions are gone. I killed them. Um, I like
1: missed did, the Maliboomer.
0: Maliboomer, you know, I went nine months of working it and I never rode the damn thing. It, it's it a fun just ride. It terrified the hell out of me for some reason. It's like a Supreme Scream that didn't go through puberty yet. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is working it for so long and seeing it was never people throwing up, you know the the, the scream shields were literally for noise reduction. Um, it was the bro- the broken noses and the uh, oh, that would cause probably people, people wouldn't keep their heads back and it would snap their their neck forward up against the scream shield. So well, that would that would probably freak me out it too. It would put a put a little <laughs> damper in the day. Uh, but yeah, no, um, back in the day they they would make us walk the track before. Um, you could get signed off on it before you could even start training. Um, and walking the track meant basically you'd climb that giant ladder on the side of it and go up to the top of the hill and they would take you up there and say, how are you with heights? And I went, no way in hell. I am. There's no way that I am doing this. And uh, yeah, that they, they put me on the parade route for the rest of my time there. And that's when you uh, say, I'm not afraid of heights, I'm afraid of the falling. Oh my God. Because that, I mean, that, that's got to be... Three hundred feet up.
1: Well, the fact that you get, they bring you guys up there with like no like
0: like yeah, there's support no safe, or harness. Well, there's or, a rail. Ooh. To be fair, it is a rail. It is in between you and dying. Yeah, I'd probably get freaked out too, and I'm not even afraid of heights. But yeah, I mean, um, I, I've, I've got to imagine it's the high, the high stress rides or the washout ones. Oh yeah, because I can't imagine people washing out of you know. King Triton's carousel, or jumping jellyfish, jumping jellyfish, or you know, yeah, Golden that's... Zephyr. <laughs> I like the Zephyr. The Zephyr has got a got a wind meter on there, and if a duck farts, the ride goes down. It seems
1: like the ride's never working.
0: Well, you know, early on, and this this may be an urban myth, but early on, um, it was down a lot in the first two years, like heavily down. And the the rumor, the the urban myth is. That they, the, the cable section has an X crossbar in between the two cables. Um, I was told it was actually installed backwards. That the p- thing that was supposed to be on top was on the bottom, and the thing that was supposed to be on the bottom was on the top. So it was in the, the wrong position. So that's part of the reason they had the stability issues, and they couldn't get it working. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, <coughs> Disney legal. Um, <laughs> but someone told me that, that the first, like, year and a half of operation, it was, it was backwards, that they had the cables hooked up wrong.
1: Thanks, Michael Eisner.
0: That's got to be embarrassing to... you got to think that guy's stacking bricks in Legoland some, some now for his job. The guy who screwed that up.
1: Well, no offense to you. It seems like that entire park was a mistake. It was a giant uh-oh, and that's why they totally had to scrap and start again. <laughs>
0: no, you know what? I, I kind of liken it to having like a real kid, like someone else's kid. When they're first born, the first couple days, it's cute. Everyone likes it. Then you realize it's going to crap in its pants a whole lot. And then you look at... Like, a two- or three-year-old, it starts getting a little bit of charm again, and then by the time that it gets to around 10 or 11 years old, then you kind of like it, and then it becomes a teenager, and you're like, fuck that, I'm never going back.
1: That's exactly, wow, yeah, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. So. Greatest attraction DC ever had to offer was the Superstar Limo.
0: No, Superstar Limo was the bastard child. Of it. it was an awful attraction. There's nothing good about that attraction. I used to ride that thing just because. What the hell am I riding? I it's, it was an LSD trip.
1: Cardboard cutout Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs>
0: uh, I like how the traffic has now picked up behind us, but it's, it's still fine. Though. Um, no, that you know I rode that early on, and I think that the only thing that was even more like bizarre was the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire live studio game. I went to a few showings of that. That was a. We did the cast previews, and there was a, uh, all the people who won during cast previews, they entered them into a, a drawing for a Disney Cruise Line thing, Mm -hmm. and I came in second a lot, like three times I came in second or third, but uh, yeah, that's a trend that I'm glad is gone now. You weren't a big fan of the Millionaire like, show? Yeah, it was okay. Now we, that's
1: building, since they're empty.
0: Yeah, it, well, yeah, they need to do something with it. But, no, you had guests lining up for the shows. You know, park would open at 10 for shows at 1, people would line up. Because they wanted the pins, or they wanted, because they had collectible pins. So it's crazy Disney you APs, know, When you get to man. certain levels. Oh, it was all APs. That ride was, you know, and they should have left it open, so all the APs were in one building. There you go. So. That way they
1: could just hide them in there with... Well, <laughs> keep,
0: yeah, the, keep them out keep of the, the park of them. Them, exactly but no I mean it was like an AP Wonderland and there were there were shows you could not get into I mean it was it was blocked out the entirety of the day so it's no wonder that they you know that they pulled it because even with Fast Pass
1: yeah with think how popular it was you think I'm surprised yeah. they took it out maybe they were just tired of giving away free stuff now, have you been back to
0: the park in the last couple weeks at all? Have you seen uh, the uh, the Iron Man exhibits? I did not see I've heard of it. I, I, you've friend. heard of it? I'm glad you've heard of Iron Man. No, I'm, I've heard it's of the exhibits. It's fantastic. <laughs> <use>. <laughs> that you're that tied into popular culture that you're aware of Iron Man.
1: No, but all my friends keep trying to get me to buy a pass, and I'm like, what am I going to buy a pass for? I worked there for four years. I could still those bum sign ins from my friends. Yeah. Like, until I. Use that completely. Then I'll buy a pass down the road.
0: I, that is one of the benefits of having worked at the park is that you get to burn out your your friendships with everyone. Exactly, burn the bridges, man. Yep. Now I I still only I probably go into the park three or four times a year. Um, depends, you know, kind of where things are at. But yeah, I I obviously living up in L.A. is the bigger issue. If I was down there, I'd be in a lot more. Um, actually, I'd probably be at Trader Sam's a lot more, and probably paying for overpriced drinks on a. A near nightly basis.
1: At least you get the little Tinkerbell like light, 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 like like ice cube. I've light, light up ice
0: cube. I love I love telling small kids we've captured Tinkerbell's soul. <laughs> Watch as I turn it from white to red. Look, I'm going to squeeze her until she hurts.
1: Trader Sam's is a fun bar.
0: Uh, it's great. We've done uh, we've done what we casually call skip gathers. Mm. Where we've had upwards of 12 skippers at the same time. Sounds like a, well, sounds like a nice skipper orgy there. That's, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a new drink that needs to be made. The 12 men in a boat.
1: <laughs> 12 angry skippers. I don't want to
0: think about a skipper orgy because, you know, first of all, orgies, they, they, they require <laughs> a lot of um, endurance. Because you got to keep going for a couple hours. I'd be afraid with a skipper orgy that I would six-shot in the middle of it. And that would be And probably ninety percent of them probably only last seven and a half minutes. Yes. But um
1: thank
0: uh, you good night. That would be that would be sad to be derailed <laughs>
1: at, a, uh, oh, at Oh a... yeah, you
0: nailed that Yeah. God <laughs> high class show we have going on and here. The problem is that I, I don't want to see that many backsides of skippers.
1: <laughs> Especially hairy backsides uh, of
0: skippers. You know the the great thing is first of all <laughs> Well <laughs> Hold on and I'll tell you a story But The um, I haven't had an iTunes rated uh, uh, Explicit tag For probably five or six episodes now I think this one may qualify Oh
1: I already dropped some curse words so I'm sorry now,
0: The swearing isn't the big deal but the You know the, the skipper orgies First of all how many guys do you have to have In rotation For each <laughs> is, the, is that question <laughs> All right, Jonathan. I'm bumping you out. You go, you go take a break. Oh, and then you get into load and unload rotations. It's just you know.
1: <laughs> Did you tie off my boat?
0: Yeah. Uh, so there were these things for a while called. Uh, it was the Skipper luau's that um, existed around 2001 to 2004, I would say. And it was parties with probably 50 ish. Disney employees at this house on um, uh, on La Palma up in Anaheim. That sounds fun. And it was uh, three or four skippers and Disney employees lived there. And there were these giant, you know, alcohol-fueled, you know, costume parties during the summer that were all Hawaiian-themed, luau-themed. Sounds like a typical Disney party. It was good. Um, there's something about skippers, because it wasn't... How do I say this? It wasn't the cool kids skippers. It was maybe a lot of people who listen to the soundtrack of Les Mis on a regular basis.
1: <laughs> All the musical theater majors. Yeah, it
0: was it was really more the, you know, <laughs> the artistic side of things. <clears throat> and when you're when you're a theater nerd, you don't know how to hold your liquor at a party with skippers. Cause there's a lot of drinking. I so feel there like that. there was some embarrassing sexual gaffes. There was at one point, uh, there was a couple who, there was a couple who uh, was caught in the bathroom uh, in flagrante, in flagrante, I don't speak it uh, Latin, but in, in, in the act. <laughs> I think the best one, though, was one of the skippers actually got drunk and fell asleep on the toilet with his pants down. He pulled an Elvis.
1: That happens to the best of us sometimes, though. And,
0: uh, and we, it was referred to as Elvis... Uh, by the Skippers, I'm not going to name names, thank God, but uh, was referred to by the Skippers as Elvis for the two years after that <laughs> while he worked for the resort. Um, but let's just say that there was more than alcohol getting pounded at those Skipper events. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, you know those Disney parties, the guys on the girls, the girls on the girls, guys on the
0: guys. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, those were the days. The guys that used to be girls, that hey, did I, did in I, the guys. Did I mention I'm engaged now?
1: Congratulations.
0: Yes. Let's let's change that topic quickly, just in case my sweetie listens to these things. Um, yeah, that was
1: the was past it? is the past,
0: man. No, yeah, no, but it was it was a good past, and just remember, everyone, I have pictures.
1: Uh, <laughs> the blackmails are coming. Yes.
0: So um, so when did you? Were you, were you so you hired in? Uh, can I can do math? 08? Oh, oh, yeah, I what?
1: hired in an oh eight.
0: Uh, what, what, what brought you to the Happy Resort?
1: You know what's funny is uh, in high school, I, did, I was involved in the like, improv troupe, and I was the dr- drama geek, kind of. But I also played football, so I was kind of like one of those weird like nerdy kids. I was like, oh, he
0: plays sports? Oh, but he's kinda, he does imp- drama, too? Well, that's kind of weird. So you were an outcast from both groups. Exactly. It isn't that you were accepted by everyone. It's that the herd didn't know, you know... It's like I was a nerdy, pathetic jock or something. Yeah. So not much has changed, is what you're exactly, saying.
1: Exactly, pretty much. I wasn't good enough to play the football professionally, so now I just
0: broadcast it. <laughs> well, those those who can't criticize. Amen to that, man. Those who can't do podcasts.
1: <laughs> That's so, very true. But so. uh, yeah, working but working on the jungle cruise it was always a childhood dream of mine. Like I remember as a little kid, back when we used to have the red and white striped canopy boats. Yep. Like in the in those cushioned. God, I miss those boats. I, I, I miss the cushion. Those, but... those were really nice Cushion yep. for your tushion, man But those were I remember like I remember having like Some hilarious skippers And they were like Man, like These guys get paid to do this This is what I want to do I want to get paid To make fun of people And have fun And so Even in high school I remember I went up To my human biology teacher And so like Hey, where do you want to work When you get out of high school It's like I'm, I told them I'm going to go work The Jungle Cruise at Disneyland Literally a year later I reconnected with him. He says, what are you doing now I'm working at the Jungle Cruise At Disneyland And so he told all of his kids Hey You want to achieve To be something kids all of his classes You can do. This guy said he was Going to work at the Jungle Cruise And he
0: did Well <laughs> Good job on setting the bar low Making Making
1: nine twenty-five an hour
0: <laughs> uh, But yeah That's You know If you're going to go Set the bar really low So you know What do you want to do With your life uh, I think I might want to Wash cars it might, All but- right You can do that Achieve your dream Aim small Miss small Ah. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, and then you were doing college at the same time. So it was, you know, it, it was slightly better than it sounds. It, it was very,
1: con- it was very convenient. I went to school Cal State Fullerton down the freeway. That's another reason why Disney worked out because my freshman year at college, I didn't work. And so I was like, Hey, I kind of need a job. Hey, I could try this jungle cruise thing yeah. I've always wanted to try to do. And I remember in the interview they said, well, what makes you think you could do the jungle cruise? And I'm like, well, you know, I did improv comedy. i did a little stand up, and I, uh, was in a few places so i know how to follow a script and stuff like oh okay and so they said well that's actually not available but was there anything else you'd like to do and so i eventually said i guess i can do ticket taking and merchandise <laughs> which i'm really glad i didn't get hired to do that <laughs> so pretty much as the interview ended they're like Oh hey don't call us we'll call you i'm like great so i thought i thought i was a loser uh, two weeks later i'm sitting at home playing madden in my underwear i get a phone call I'm like hey is this jonathan yeah do you want to go to? You want to work at Disneyland? And I was like, "Does the Pope go to church on Sunday?" They're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yes." And so, and they're like, do "You want to do Adventureland attractions, Tomorrowland attractions?" I'm like, "I'll do Adventureland, and the rest is history."
0: Yep. Well, because if it was history, it wouldn't be Tomorrowland.
1: Well done. Well said. Yeah. Well said.
0: So yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's. I think that there's a, a karma about Jungle where the people who are meant to be a Jungle wind up there. I agree. Um, I've, I've been told by Disney casting that they can spot Jungle Cruise people a mile away. And I'm not sure whether it's smart that they put those people on the attraction or whether they... You know, because it does take a certain type. Oh, I definitely. You've got to have a thick skin. Yep. Somewhat of a sense of humor.
1: At least be that's a, ideal. Be
0: able to handle your alcohol. Come to work drunk. Exactly. That's an important, <laughs> that's an important Gawk thing. Gawk at the women. Uh that's, that, I think, was half the reason to work at Jungle was... It was like, okay, thank God we have, we're allowed to wear sunglasses. So...
1: But I agree. But at least, it sounds like it was a lot more fun to do Jungle in your time-like period. My time I had a lot of fun doing it, but, like, the longer and longer I stayed, they, the more and more they cracked down on yeah. rules. Like, it, we couldn't get away with anything. Like, from 2008 and, like, 2010 to 2012 it was like it got progressively worse and stricter and stricter and stricter like we couldn't do anything
0: well I think that there's I think that there's a cycle that happens Um, whereas the ride goes through different phases and different management phases that you get this tightening and loosening and tightening and loosening Um, I actually was was there at two different times I was there from like 03 02 to 06 and then I was there 2007-2008 2007, 2008, and I, I really the first time was much looser. There was much more of an open, you know, sense with the OG. I've heard the, that. The second time when I when I could come back, it had already started to tighten up. But then it, we didn't have the, the the guns when I was there the first. We were still in the airhorn era. when there was that that period where God the guns went man. away, and um, yeah, it was uh, that whole era, era. I think they were you know compensating for the lack of guns by letting us. Tell good jokes, Um, but I I think there there were always the people who stayed in the spirit of the OG and would go off script, but would stay, you know, in the tone of what the ride was about. I tried to be in that category, Um, and then you had people who were so far out that they needed to be cracked down on. Exactly, you know, there was definitely a um, a line. People crossed the line, and most of the time, I think the, the people who worked the ride were the ones who. Who came down on because they knew that if you get away with that for too long, and if management gets complaints, you make one blue joke and it gets back to, to city hall, then it, it, you lose it for everyone. You know. And, I agree. It ruined it. Yeah. For
1: my generation of skippers, at least.
0: Yeah. Well, and but I mean, you still I mean, even on its worst day, even on it's still the best job in the world.
1: Oh yeah, it was a blast. I loved doing it.
0: Yeah. So what do what what do you think you took out of it that that's really helped you for your your uh, PA career at the NFL Films. I just want to do that voice all day long. <laughs> Sunday, on the field, gladiators will roam. For these are the men of iron and sweat. Their balls slippery in the moist grasses of the morning. They are truly the heroes of the day. the autumn wind was truly boring. Yes, because gladiators get paid $20 million a year. History. That's that's why they're gladiators. Sign me up.
1: Uh. Exactly. Um, a lot of things I took away from, like Disney, at least the Jungle Cruise aspect. Just uh, having a sense of humor, having a thick skin, because when I'm, because like I also interned at other places before. I I, I interned as a comedy writer, intern for the TV show The Soup, and I also were interned at a Fox Sports Radio. And it taught me to have a thick skin, obviously, because like you get heckled by the guests, and
0: like, well, you get smacked around by Joel McHale and that's, exactly. that's really the most. Important I would thing.
1: he would get he would yell at me for not bringing his coffee the right way and everything, but Joel McHale was a cool dude, though. No, but it was having a thick skin. Like everyone makes because I'm the new, I was the new guy. I was just I'm still kind of the new guy. At NFL. I get teased and made fun of a lot, and I I have a very thick skin. I don't get my feelings don't get hurt hardly ever. Well, it's
0: not just the, the thick skin. It's the Bob's Big Boy hairdo. Exactly, man. That's uh, yep, yeah, exactly. Hey, by the way, this is radio. They can't see you. I know. That was just for you. Okay. Little, hang on. Let me, put, let me put my pants back on now. Hey, when we called it Bob's Big Boy, that was not what we were referring to. <laughs> I just took it to a whole other level.
1: No, but that's one thing. And the whole sense of humor aspect. And the one thing, though, like, when I left Disney, I really enjoyed working there. It just, toward the end, like, it seemed like a lot of the skippers, they were just kind of getting away from, like, hey, you know this ride's supposed to be fun. And I was the, I was a similar skipper, it sounds like, to you. Like, I kind of, I always, I got in trouble numerous times for not following the OG correctly. But I never said anything inappropriate. Or I didn't want to insult people. But, like, I wanted, in the spirit of the OG, you know. like right. Making Cincinnati Bengal jokes and stuff. So like, making it current. But, and, like, there was, like, no leeway anywhere. And, like, if I said one thing here and there, like, everyone's trying to get each other in trouble. It's like, hey, man. Like, we should be looking after each other, like, just making the ride fun and different for everyone. Like, if you say the same jokes over and over again by the same script, no one's going to come ride the ride anymore.
0: Yeah, well, or the other direction is, and this is, I think, you know, it's, I think that the worst guest compliment to ever get, and I've said this so many damn times, the worst guest compliment was, those were great jokes, I've never heard any of them ever. Oh, yeah, I've had those. That, I've, I've that's, had that's the immediate ticket to management, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Uh, and it was
1: hilarious when you get called up, because I got called up for those too. And they would ridicule Jonathan, you can't say this. You have to do this fair the third of the OG Disney Keys, blah, blah, blah. Alright, go back to work. Oh congratulations, Here's you guys compliment. Here's some mouse Grammoola.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was always fun when you got the uh It's like a backhanded compliment. When you got the shit sandwich, the uh <laughs> We'll tell you the we'll tell you the two good things, you know. You did a great job, but here's this giant pile of, you know, we're going to come down on you. That's <laughs> very I, true. I actually, luckily, I think it was partially at the time, but um, I actually only had one thing on my record. It was a safety at India that was a totally BS safety. Um, but, yeah, I never got officially chastised because it all happened on the dock when we were there. Oh, yeah. If you told the joke that, that shouldn't be told the leads or the other cast members would be really quick to jump on it.
1: Oh yeah, they still
0: are. Yeah, I mean, there was no... Because they didn't want it to go up to, upstairs. They wanted it to stay in-house and, and just take care of it. Jungle Justice wasn't just for maxing breaks. I mean, if, if you were going outside the... Coloring outside the lines of the coloring book, you know, you had your warning from the people who were working there.
1: You see, the sad thing is... I wish it was like that. And it was more like that when I hired in, because, like, there was, like, a different core skippers than, like, the the newer people when I was there in 2011, 2012. Like, they were all still cool people. I'm not insulting any of them specifically. But it seemed like the
0: entire group... (laughs) You can, by the way, if you want to. I I don't want to specifically insult them. I'm I'm (laughs) allowing you. (laughs) Actually, if you want to make up names and just, you know, say that Skipper Thomas was the biggest jackass you've (laughs) ever met.
1: No, but, like... It, it got to the point where that's how it was, like in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and then like as it, as like the years went by when I was there, it got to the point where they don't they won't even correct you. They would just go straight to management, and it would be like, oh, like hey, Jonathan, how are you? Oh, by the way, management wants to see you. It's like you gotta be kidding me.
0: So it's, so it was it, it really became more of that. It was just like stabbing each other in the back, yeah, the, and it's the, like, why like, can't we look
1: after each other, man? That high
0: school sorority kind of mentality, and where it bothered me. And
1: that's another reason. That was another one of the major reasons why I left. Because if I really wanted to stay, I would have done it. It was just a lot of the drama. I really loved working at Disney. Just some of the people there, like it was just like people were just trying to like get each other in trouble, and I'm like, yeah. we should be looking after each other. Well,
0: and I think unfortunately that was that was the way to become a lead. It is, and um, that's and that's I the think, sad thing. Though. I think that there was the people, and it's the same. The same kids who were hall monitors in in you know elementary school. All the narcs. Yeah, I think that there there was a mentality that if you were overcritical of the people you worked with, you could get you could get move up in the ladder. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's the mentality a lot of the managers had, was, and people who came out of my era who became managers, um, parade leads, area managers, whatever it was. You know, it 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 was the people who had this attitude of Disney above all else would get noticed by the management and would become fast-tracked for you know for future uh, future leadership exactly and it's a shame because it's not the attitude that develops teams it's not the attitude that creates uh, you know any level of, of an attraction that guests want to ride on it's
1: a very self-servient like process how they select that and I think another problem is I really don't understand like you, you probably are aware of this, how like they do like the manager shuffle. Like they'll be there for like six months and they move them around. Yeah. And it's like, and the, we we would have managers that were really really good at what they did at like their attractions, and then like oh they're sending me to security, oh they're sending me to food, but it's like this manager is really really good here. Yeah. Why would you? And then they would bring in someone that had no idea how the attraction worked, had no idea how the operations worked. I understand they want to like teach you the entire resort. I understand that. Yeah. They make it optional. Like well, you or, to
0: transfer. or you know, or sometimes a little bit longer run on it, because mm-hmm. I think that's the that was the issue that I would find was <clears throat> that you know if it was a year or two years in an area or a year is a good a good amount of time you just see everything, but I, I think it did rotate out a little bit too quickly, um, but yeah, I mean, we had some great people in our area, um, and it's, it's and it's funny the managers that I liked not the same managers as, as other people liked.
1: Yeah, every manager was different. Like there were managers I liked that were really, really cool with me, that weren't really cool with other people. yeah. And, like, me, like, I wasn't one to kiss ass. That's probably why I really didn't move my way up in the company. <laughs> like, I got asked a few times to be trainer, like, for Jungle and Indy, but I kind of, like, kinda was kind of like, no thanks. Like, actually, I don't want to really turn this into a career. Like, this is just a college job for me. And I really am, this sounds very selfish
0: to me, I don't want to, like, they want to be a trainer elite. Like, I don't want to get in trouble for someone else to so screw up. And that's the other issue is that the, as you move up the ladder, you definitely take a little bit more of that you know responsibility it makes you a bigger target i mean that's
1: and just for a dollar more an hour dollar 50 more an hour it just wasn't
0: worth it to me i don't know where we were because you were you were busy feeding your meter so and
1: we're back you know i could that could be taken many different ways my friend so um
0: so uh i i guess you know the there's kind of that obvious range when you're coming in from the college program about why you were Coming into Disney, cause it's a convenient job and it's fun to work at, and there's nice benefits and pretty girls and or pretty guys, whatever you, <laughs> whichever direction you wanted to go for. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough making it a career. Um, you know, for a while I actually had kicked it around because I actually started doing Disney University, and it was it was a great experience. I think more so than almost anything else that I did at the parks. Um, you know, the, the photography side. I did a couple photography, you know, things at the resort uh, that were great. But I think Disney University was the most rewarding. The thing that I wish I could have stayed with. Um, I had to leave in, in 08 because of a family health issue and moved up to Washington. And, you know, so... But I had been doing university for about a year. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was the best part of the resort for me. Because the training and getting to work with new cast members and, you know, that was... That was Amazing. That, that was a, di- a totally different realm from what I've been in. And I think it made me a better cast member on the attraction side because I had an appreciation for people coming in and what they were going through on their first day and what what it was about. And, you know, I still, in my wallet, I still carry my Tinkerbell card. There you go, man. You know, my, my, my four keys and... Uh, I think
1: I still have mine on my wallet, to be yeah. honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's stayed in there since 2000. I mean, it's, it's just part of who I am and it's that little reminder of the you know, the seven years or so that I spent at the resort.
1: Yeah, working for Disney is a great experience. Like, one of the main reasons why I worked there, because, like, when I first hired in, they asked me if I wanted to do a college program, because I was, like, a student at Cal State Fullerton at the time. And I was, like, and I looked at, like, all the benefits and pros and cons to it. And I I told them, actually, I just want to be a regular employee. Like, I don't want, like, these special, like, more hours and more special treatment. I have to take these classes. Like, I already have my hands full and all these classes. I just want to be a regular employee. And I was very glad I was because I was a CR. And I was a CR my entire reign at Disney. And the reason why I also wanted to work at Disney was not only to do the Jungle Cruise, but because I was majoring, at, majoring in radio, TV, film at Cal State Fullerton, my ideal dream was the, maybe because like, hey, you know how like put your foot, foot in the Disney door and you right, your way right. up. I didn't want to work in the theme park forever. I, I wanted the, My dream you was wanted, to ideally yeah, work you for can... ESPN or ABC yeah. or the Disney Studios. But then... The ironic thing is, and so, my my junior, senior, senior year of college rolls around, and I start applying for all these, like, Disney gyps. I applied to probably literally 50, like, ESPN, ABC, Disney Studio, like, Disney. Yeah, Disney. anything that there was a... Ironically, I didn't get a single interview. Maybe people at the park hated me and just put out, like, the, put me on the blacklist, don't hire this dude. Like,
0: I didn't get an interview. I don't think it's... I think it's just that it's it's a packed field right now. It I is. Mean, it's, it's a hard-pressed field, and there's... You know, with the employment picture the way it is, there's thousands of people who are hitting those jobs up. So,
1: and I thought that was kind of odd. I'm that, to say that to
0: make you feel better, is what oh, I'm I appreciate to do. that okay. you're making me so I don't have to cry on you.
1: Yep. No, but if anything, I'm glad things have worked out the way they have because, like, I do love working for Disney. And I because I knew people that I went to college with that didn't work for Disney, and they, I have two friends that work in Bristol, Connecticut, right now at ESPN that never worked for Disney, and I'm yep. like, they got in, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. I wasn't bitter. It was just like
0: well, but, but the I was already in is, the company. Did yeah. I do something wrong? The important thing is that you're not living in Bristol, Connecticut. Exactly, well, they, they had to move. I think that's the best thing for you is that uh, you're here in sunny California. Oh, I'm totally happy. I'm 100 percent happy right now. Yeah. Now these things these things happen for reasons. So
1: and uh, and so what's funny is so when I got like and I even tried to, like Disney internships too. Like I applied to like a marketing internship at ABC. AP. I applied to like be like a, a writer internship for the Disney Studios and I didn't get anything but then I started applying for other places I'm like all right, well Disney's not going to hire me I applied to NBC and all these other places and and then I got the phone call from NBC Universal which owns the E! Network where I worked for The Soup and they are like oh you work for Disney? that's cool we love Disney people same thing with Fox Sports I worked at Fox Sports like oh yeah we love all the Disney
0: rejects yep
1: And, like, that means you're good with, like, customer service and stuff, right? They said that in my interview, and I was like, that's right.
0: And, you know, it's being able to handle people of any nationality and being open-minded. And And that's
1: where Disney also... I mean,
0: there's a real perk
1: to that with Disney. It is. And Disney does train you very well when it comes to, like, international, like, dealing with the population of guests. That, That was one thing, Disney, that I took with me to get where I am today. And... So now, and I landed my gig at NFL Network because I worked on a documentary. Who knew a guy who knew a guy who got me an interview? Yep. Like I didn't—I
0: never even officially like applied. Like well, but, a guy got me an interview. Well, but you—I mean, you're a—you're a big sports nut anyway. Though, I was. So, I was playing Madden in your underwear. I mean, that, that, that should qualify you for a job at NFL Films in a heartbeat. Amen.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm in the right job then. And when I got the gig at NFL, I had to take a. Like a ten-page test of my knowledge of the league. Oh, so it's not like anyone could work there because all my friends tried to give hey, me a Can you give me a job? It's like, all right, you got to know football.
0: So what was that What was the hardest thing that you had to know when you? Uh, oh man, went in there. Not that I'm likely to know the reference, but
1: well, one of the well, the fir- just this is the first part of the test. First part of the test, they make you name. This is the easy part. They make you name every single team, city in low, in like mascot, like in order of their divisions, and the conferences. And you have to name every head coach. Yeah. And that was difficult for me, and I'm a
0: huge football guy. And then another one, well, because I think you, you usually know, you know, your team, and you know the ones that are important and mm-hmm. national. You don't know, you know, specifically who's coaching, you know. And then the hardest part of the test, I think, was
1: they had like thirty pictures of like current players and coaches, but it wasn't like the popular players that like everyone know, oh Peyton Manning, Tim Tebow.
0: Yeah, it was Tom the, Brady. The, it was, it B- was like, like B- no name offensive
1: linemen or like a, a New York Giants guard and like you'd have to and you had to name it and they would blur out their jerseys and numbers so you wouldn't tell like what colors their jersey was. Yeah. And that and I actually did okay. I think I got like like I did, I got like 20
0: out of 30 on that one, which was apparently good. I would have no clue. It would just be beyond me.
1: And that was in and that was another that's that how I was able to get it and then they said, "Hey, we're starting up this new morning show." And you seem like you'd be crazy enough to do it, but you'd have to work nights where I'd work 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. every day, five days a week.
0: And I'm like, you know what? I'm totally down for this. Well, that's a great opportunity. That gets you not only in the door, but it, it, uh, you know, that's that's those things that lead to, you know, directing and things like that. Exactly, and I have a job I
1: love. I, I love my bosses that I work with, and... I work with like a, unlike Disney, which, and this is a, when I went to NFL, it was a big culture shock for Disney because like Disney is like a high school. You work with the same two, three hundred people. Everybody's dating one another. Everybody's screwing one another. Everybody wants to get everyone in trouble. Everyone's friends with everyone. Yeah. Like, it's here at NFL, it's like a little like family. There's like 30 of us, and that's it. And I'm like one of the youngest, younger ones. And it's awesome because like every Friday, some my boss will take me out. We'll take the entire crew out if we have a good week of shows. To this bar called the Cozy Inn, and we will get and we'll buy we'll get vodka
0: shots, yep. which is always good when bosses do that. that it was always good, at, great at Jungle
1: mm-hmm.
0: when uh, when Jerry would buy us vodka shots. That was always great.
1: Exactly, especially while you're during were working.
0: the ride. Well, during the ride. <laughs> um, well, and the nice thing is, you know that if you do start, you know, meeting someone and dating, you know that she's going to be a sports fan, so that kind of locks it into uh, to making sure you get someone who matches up for you. Exactly.
1: But that's also the hard part, too. Like, if I ever do want to start dating, it's the fact that I work with a bunch of... There's a few girls that we work with that are on the staff, but it's not like the nice Disney turnaround where there's a girl to look at every 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, and with the NFL, you don't have a lot of the... How many female players are there in the NFL? I don't know that. Oh, not very many. Uh, Sometimes I try out for kicker, but that that doesn't last long. So, Um, You know, and at some point that's going to happen. You know the equality... There's some big girls out there. They can handle themselves. When
1: I played high school football, I, w- I went up against a few girls. I remember, I think I was, I was playing against Walnut High School, and I was an offensive lineman and defensive lineman. And I think this was my my, my my JV or varsity or my, my first year in varsity, but the, I was going up against a defensive tackle, this big 350-pound
0: girl. Yeah. And it was really weird, and she was good. Yeah. I, I was never that good. I was a Wichita lineman. That was the best I could do. That <laughs> was the only way I could, I could. make a Glen Campbell joke <laughs> at 8 o'clock in the frickin' morning. Uh, so the um, so w- while you were there, let's get back onto the jungly, jungly jungle stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, we always like to hear any, any interesting, amusing stories, anything that oh. happened to you that... Uh, I'm trying to think. You want to put down for posterity? That
1: would be appropriate. No, I'm kidding. Um,
0: We've already hit our explicit tag for this episode. That's true.
1: Hey, you know what? You'll get more listeners because people want to be naughty.
0: That's, well... I remember
1: one... I I remember we had a lead. I won't mention his name because he might still be with the company, but we would go out... This was like two, three years ago, and he he was... We would go out in the jungle and we would hide by squirt and... And I don't Who's know gone? You know. Who's gone now? I know Squirt's been gone for. Squirt was gone when I was gone. When I left, yeah. Like the last three, four months of me working there, Squirt left, and I never, like, in my last few boats, I never got to see Squirt again. Yeah, I, I, was I don't know. Sad.
0: I don't know what's up with that. Whether it's uh, they finally had enough complaints, or maybe. I think
1: I think Squirt was a lot of fun,
0: and we would,
1: and so me and this lead, we would go out. And I'd be like, the spotter, I'm like, okay, is the boat coming? And, like, the skipper would be like, all right, there's Squirt. It looks like he's not coming up, so we're going to get going. And then he would turn Squirt on as the boat's going by, <laughs> soak the whole boat. And that's the reason why
0: Squirt is not there anymore.
1: <laughs> well, this was, like, three,
0: four years ago. Like, this was a while ago.
1: And Squirt was there for two, three years.
0: I think that's probably the reason why they pulled him with mi- things like that. It might have been.
1: I was just the spotter. I, I didn't pull the switch. I was involved, yes, but I didn't pull the switch.
0: You weren't the trigger man.
1: I wasn't, but that was a lot of fun. And I'm trying to think of other fun stories. Like, all the grad nights were always fun. Kids, like, yeah. lighting up cigarettes on the boat, and I'm yelling at
0: them. Grad nights, I, I think it's a great environment to take uh, tons of caffeine and sugar and get skips loaded on, on pixie sticks and coffee. Exactly, and then have us work until three in the morning. That was a great and making idea. us stay
1: OG too.
0: You know, uh, smart ass eighteen-year-old you know, kids. You know, uh, Orlando uh, closes jungle on their grad nights. You think maybe we'd learn our lesson? <laughs> yeah, well, it's because they need something. You know, that they can run quantity on. Exactly, but yeah, those grad nights. Now I work,
1: now I work grad night every night. And I was, the, I was the guy that always tried to get rid of all my grad night shifts. I was the grumpy cast member. I don't want to work grad nights. I'm better than that. I'm too good for that. And now that's all I
0: do. <laughs> you do the overnights. It wasn't that... I, the, like, it, it I wasn't, like grad nights. Grad nights were always a lot of fun. I, I, I did grad nights in the Tiki Room a couple of times. It, see,
1: it was, the cast members and the leads and stuff were cool. It was the kids that made
0: it. Maybe the kids have just declined in quality. Maybe I'm, the kids in my day were better. Maybe it's your kids now are the true. terrible ones.
1: I remember working Indiana Jones on a few grad nights. And the kids would go and they would unscrew all the light bulbs in the attraction. And they would throw their trash everywhere. And I would find, like, bottles of, like, water bottles filled with booze. It's
0: those those were probably mine, actually. Probable, those were, yeah. Probably. But I, I'm not one to talk. I because my my
1: When I did grad night at Disneyland, when I graduated high school, my classmates brought all their vodka
0: filled with water bottles. So the, um... So, yeah, just as far as general, like working with other people, do you have any fun uh, celebrities at your time on the ride? Uh, Anyone who you had to meet who oh, you were I had taken a, back by? I remember
1: I was working the GAC line, and Zach Braff was in the line. And he came in, and I was like, all right, hey, Mr. Braff, right, we're going to get you on the boat right over here. He didn't. I was very bummed I didn't take him in the jungle. But I was like, he was asking me questions about the jungle and that Adventureland, land, I was answering questions. And he shook my hand and saluted me and called me his captain, which that was kind of cool. And... We, have, we had uh, Barry Bonds at the Jungle Cruise one time, and I am not a huge Barry Bonds fan with his whole, like, scary. He's a big cheater. <laughs> He's lucky I didn't take him into the jungle, because I probably would have lost my job then and there. I had many, I, I probably should have lost my job numerous times, some of the stuff I set out in the jungle, but I was very, very blessed and fortunate that I didn't. I've gotten in trouble numerous times, but, uh, because I was going to say, don't worry, that zebra's not dead. It's going in the Hall of Fame. Wait, I said, I was going to say something stupid about it. It has an asterisk next to it. And I probably would have. I'm trying to think. Yeah. About also, he's bigger than you are. Well, I remember a, like he was a big jerk. I remember like he wanted to get on the boat, and I was like, "Oh, hey, like, is it
0: cool if we put other people on?" We just like, like no, dog. No, we want our own boat. And I'm like, "All right, all right, cool." Well, you know, that's the. I actually think that's better because it's it's it doesn't interfere with the other guest experience. That's true because they're it's just going
1: to be distracted. Cause, him yeah, because you because
0: you stuck stick a bunch of people on the boat, and they're going to be wondering the entire time. They're focused on him, not focused on the attraction. Exactly. So. I always preferred when the, the VIPs got their own, their own gig.
1: I had a uh, I had Selma Blair on my boat, mm-hmm. who nobody knows. She was that one chick from uh, what was that movie she was in with Cameron Diaz. See, I don't even remember. She's not even that famous. I think I I had uh, Melissa Joan Hart on one of my boats.
0: So that was cool. I have um, I have Melissa Joan Hart stories.
1: Oh so, my! Well, they are
0: they are uh, the the guy who my ex wife. Ran off with, uh, had dated Melissa Joan Hart for a while. Wow! So we're three degrees of separation. That is kind of a my my ex left me and joined the circus after eleven years. Man, she she went and she joined Ringling Brothers. She, uh, I got I was left for the circus.
1: Hey, at least you know it's a cool story. I'm sorry to hear that,
0: (laughs) but it is a great story.
1: As long as you're happy, that's all that
0: matters. And that was what it said in the divorce settlement, was what I got to keep, a good story. There you go. I what, remember. What did she get? Everything else.
1: I'm trying to think of any other, like I never had any really crazy stories. i in
0: the... Well, there it is, the first half of our sit-down interview, it's not an interviewer, sit-down casual chat with our friend Skipper or Jonathan. Uh, come back next Friday for the second half of this one. Also remember you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. And over on the Twitter, we are at SkipCast, S-K-I-P-C-A-S-T. You guys have a great one out there, and uh, a hearty and happy Kungaloosh to all of you.